Welcome back to the Boys 161st Street, episode 114. Got the Rays series recap. Yankees dropped series 2-1 to one to the Rays. We also got a, a little bit of the last game that just ended tonight against the fir- with first game against the uh, Blue Jays. Got the rest of that series to preview, and we talk a lot about the Yankees, a lot about the team that we like. They don't seem to like themselves right now. Not very happy about that, but talk about that. How are we, boys? Today you got Luke, Chandler, Murph, and Bing. How are we? Luke Chandler, Chandler and Murph Bing. and Bing. I'm here too. Damon's here. Damon's no here. Yeah, no big deal. How are we? Either way, you know I meant you. So Damon Romeo is here with us too, everybody. I don't know. I'm confused. Thanks. It is a big deal. It's a little bit of a big deal. Big deal. So how are we? Uh, you know, or- I'm happy we won. I'm happy we're we are pulling wins out of our ass. But we got a lot to figure out. Uh, we got a lot to talk about here. Doesn't feel like a win. That's exactly what it is, Damon. We pulled it out of our ass, both against the Rays and tonight as well. Didn't feel earned. Didn't feel earned. The Rays one especially. Jesus Christ. That was not... Whatever. We'll get into that later. But I'm okay to answer your original question. Yeah, well... It just doesn't seem like... I, I feel like I have the same vibe as the Yankees do. It just doesn't seem like anybody wants to be there. It seems that nobody wants to... We need a spark. We need. A, we very much need a spark. We ended up getting... The, we're on a two-game win streak. And it doesn't feel like it. I mean, two games is two games, whatever. But, you know, we, we aren't losing and it feels like we're losing. You know what I mean? Because I mean, just, all things equal, if you do those same exact two games over and play them the exact same way, we lose both of them. I think if you play both of those games the exact same way, I think we lose seven out of 10. The only reason we won tonight is because we had Cole starting and then our bullpen has just done what they've been doing all year and just, and you know, Kyle Higashi. They essentially. So, I mean, yeah, you, you said it, Garrett Cole. Let's talk about him for a second, because he tied that record that David Cohn set for most strikeouts in the first three starts of, of any Yankee pitcher ever. And then they pulled him. Obviously, he was at about 90 something pitches. So. I would have done that. I would have, I would have pulled him too. No need to Especially push him. Especially how the bullpen's going. Yeah. yeah, no need to push him there, but kind of wild how well. I know the entire kind of starting pitching until the last couple of games has been, you know, nails. Bullpen's still awesome, but Garrett Cole is just being Garrett Cole, and it's, it's amazing to have that guy in our team. I know that's an obvious statement, but he's very much performing the way I expect him to be. A lot of, we would be feeling a lot worse if – the offense was playing like shit like it is, and Garrett Cole wasn't pitching like Garrett Cole. Because he, if, if he wasn't pitching the way he is, we're in a world of hurt because he's the stopper. Because not necessarily all the time. I mean, look at Kluber. Kluber had an off start. Another guy coming up next, Domingo, has an off start. And everybody else kind of, you know, fits in the mix in between. But you can always count on Garrett Cole to be that stopper. And if he's not being the stopper, we're in a world of hurt. So that's nice to at least have that. But, yeah. Tying the record for David Cohen is pretty fucking awesome to see out of him. And, you know, that's after first. <laughs> that's one of those weird, you know, records. They go through first three games. Now we're going to hear the next four games and five games. Yeah. And obviously he's I'm on pace. Turn. He's clearly on pace because he tied Cohen. So maybe he beats Cohen next game or whatever. I don't know what Cohen did that particular year, but 
It's going to be a story. That's some intern in the back, just like crunching the numbers, trying yeah. to find something <laughs> to put up on the screen. But I think Cole's kind of the only guy that's living up to his exact expectations. Like he's pitching exactly as well as we were hoping him to and kind of expecting him to. And then everybody else is either playing worse than we were expecting or way better than we were expecting. Uh, the only people playing way better than we were expecting are it, like it's the whole bullpen and then Gary and I guess you could say Higgy too now after he's gotten his other full day. But everybody else isn't really on par with their expectations, whether they're exceeding them or in a lot of cases falling short. Yeah. So I you mentioned Higgy, you mentioned one thing I wanted to talk about Higgy because that leads into the whole conversation about that's actually a big conversation. I wanted to open that can of worms now, if you guys are cool with that, because Higgy Obviously, he had a great night tonight. He hits home runs in bunches all the time. It's wild that he always has multi-homer games whenever he has them. But Gary is hitting unbelievable. What was his slash line? 296. 296, 406, 556. That's unbelievable. And now Higgy comes out and he does this. So I just said this to you guys before we hopped on the air. It's just funny to see if we had one position where we'd be most – and we're doing the – the roll call episodes before the season started and we were previewing each position too. And the one we were most concerned about was this, the catcher position on the Yankees. And now it's the only position that has any production and not just any production, a very high level of production coming out of the catcher position, them two combined or Gary alone. And that's just something funny that I wanted to point out. But the real, the conversation I wanted to have now is because obviously there's going to be the storyline, the really annoying storyline storyline that is clearly still happening. It's the personal catcher thing. Garrett Cole shoves again with Higgy. He also shoves with, you know, Sanchez behind the dish too. So I'm not, I hate this conversation, the personal catcher. It's clearly here to stay. What are your guys' take on the state of the personal catcher situation? Well, I don't have a problem with it and I'll tell you why. And that's mainly just because of Gary's, injury history if it's gonna be a scheduled off day for him anyway because he's gonna have a built-in off days if he's gonna have one once a week why not give it to cole if that's who he's comfortable with i mean i feel confident with him either way but you you gotta give him days off or he's gonna pull both hamstrings running to first since apparently he puts balls in play now and runs hard so you know we're gonna have to give him off days. It hurts nothing when you have Higgy. I obviously he's not gonna go hit two home runs a night and you know have an OPS of twenty two hundred for a whole season. But I mean, either way, I feel confident with either of them in the game right now, and that's a good a good problem to have. And you know, like I said, I don't have a problem with it as long as they're both producing. And you know, like obviously Gary's gonna need rest, so keep it going. Yeah. If if it works, it works. I just wish that they made a decision about it because i feel like they once again they they had this conversation with, with us and we always ask is higgy the personal catcher is he gonna be catching every day for garrett cole and then boone always comes back and he says well if his off days align with those days he's pitching then yes but in, in reality why can't he just say he's gonna be the personal catcher because he's performing better when higgy's behind the dish great cool that sounds good you justify it go ahead like I just I just don't get the beating around the bush all the time. Um, I mean that's who Boone is. That's... I know, but like I, I it's just it's so <laughs> it's, it's frustrating. But like I mentioned before, um, production out of the catcher position has been great so far. You know, Gary Sanchez. We we're looking up stats over Gary Sanchez. He's third in batting average and third and on base percentage out of all catchers this year. 
which is fantastic. Another big thing on Gary too is that his strikeout to walk ratio is five to six. So it's basically one to one. And that's unbelievable for him because in the last year plus combined, his strikeout to walk ratio was like 50 walks to 100 and something strikeouts. So yeah. that's that's something, obviously, that's very early. But, you know, Gary's playing well. And that's why I, to piggyback off what you were saying, I don't really like the personal catcher. I never have liked it. And especially when Gary's playing well. It was an easier conversation when Gary wasn't playing well. Now that he's playing well and he's the hottest hitter and the most valuable hitter at the moment in this lineup, now this is where the personal catcher gets annoying mm-hmm. because – if he's actually the best, most impact bat we have on this team, and that's not a very big thing to say because nobody hits the ball right now, aside from a few people, this is where I get annoyed with this. We talked about this personal catcher thing. This isn't the first time it's been happening. And when we had the previous conversations about personal catcher, it was kind of a no-brainer. Okay, he's pitching really well with the stats. The stats are alarming with the splits between Gary behind the dish and Higgy behind the dish. And Gary's not playing so well. So it's an opportunity to give him some pine, and that's whatever. Now it's it's not so much that way. And now you're taking the bat out of the lineup. Obviously, it's not that big a deal right now. Like you said, Gary needs a little bit of rest. But come playoff time, this needs to be figured out. And that's more why I'm addressing it again, because this is not the first time. And it, I hope it would be the last time, but it's not going to be. So. So, yeah, I think the playoff thing's interesting because come playoff time, obviously nobody's taking off days in the playoffs. So I think that's a different conversation. But as far as what, where we're at now, if we need to give Gary said off days, it's pretty advantageous to take advantage of having Cole on the mound when you're taking who's theoretically a lesser bat and Higashioka and putting him in the lineup. Where when Cole's on the mound, and especially if the bullpen's fresh, you know that you're probably not going to be giving up a ton of runs that day, so you don't need the offensive production to compensate. So in that sense, whether or not he's a personal catcher, if you're taking Gary's bat out of the lineup, I'd rather see it on a day where Cole's pitching, where we might not need his offensive spark as much as a day when Montgomery's pitching or Kluber's pitching or you know whoever else. So I agree. I, in general, don't like the personal catcher thing, but if Cole's more comfortable throwing to Higgy, and also that's when you can afford to take Gary out of the lineup, then I'm pretty okay with it. If it's every other Cole start, that'd be even better. If that's how he works in, whatever works out. But still, I'm not, I don't hate it as much as I thought I would. Like you said, as long as it's, I'm cool with that too, as long as it's a resting him type thing. And it's not a, right. oh, these are the splits we're playing this analytics card. That's That I'm not okay with. I am okay with the giving him rest because he's clean. And also, the catcher position requires a lot more durability, which he doesn't have. And it takes a, a bigger toll is what I meant to say. So that's why I'm okay with that route. I don't think that's the route they're taking, though. Yeah. Or the reason. I, don't get why. Well, I, I have a question. Sorry. How would you guys feel about if Stan keeps struggling the way he does, say, having Higgy catch for Cole, but then also putting Gary in in the DH spot and giving that's Stan his off? Because they, they is... take him out sometimes, too. So. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I don't get why they didn't do that tonight. Stanton was already talking about not playing, um, that he wasn't really feeling it today because of everything going on, like the same reason Hicks, whatever. Um, so he was already talking about not fully being there mentally. Why do you not let your hottest hitter DH then give Stanton the day off that he wants? And that way you get the bat in the lineup of Gary, you get the defense and the personal catcher of Higgy. Boom! Everything solved. I just don't. I don't get that move personally. If the guy's not all there between the ears and he's already struggling, why not put Gary in a DH tonight? Which it it, it you know at the end of the day it doesn't matter. They won 
fucking somehow, but I don't know. Just something that kind of came up in my head today. I don't. I don't like that. Yeah, you just can't leave. That's very short sighted. It's hard to justify. It's very short sighted. John Carlos Stanton is one of the best players in this team. As I'm much talk- as a lot I'm of people may hate today, I'm talking about for today in general. Like, okay. Or, I, mean, I mean, then not not forever. I'm just saying today when the all the stars aligned seemingly for him to DH today. Why not? And those stars might align more often than we think throughout the exactly. year. Exactly. On this team, you and never know. Still, Stan's not the every single day DH. He's already gotten, I think, at least one, maybe two days off this, this year from the DH spot. So on the days that he's DHing, why not have Higgy catch, especially if Cole's pitching and have Gary DH? I just don't like that this is the route we're taking with this team. We're, we're kind of you know, buying into the fact that this is the way it's going to be handled. I'm still not on the same board as the, like, why should Stanton be getting an off day there? That's why they've brainwashed us in a sense that this is how it's going to be, which it may be how it's going to be. And I get it. Now we should talk about how we're going to go do it going forward and not just complain about what's actually happening. But it is, it's just annoying to me that that is kind of how we have to assess the situation is that's Giancarlo Stanton, who is made of glass and needs to get an off day from the DH spot every three games. But if is that it, if that is the case, then yeah, maybe he does need an off day. And in, on, in that off day, if it ends up lining up on a Cole start, then Higgy catches and Gary DHs. And that's, I'm fine with that too. Is it just me or does your guys' heart sink every time that John Carlos Stan hits a ground ball? Every time I watch him try and sprint to first, I get so nervous that he's going to pull up at the end. Happens with Judge, too. Yep. When he, dude, when he scored from second or first, whatever it was against the Rays the other day, I, I was. Yeah. Like, yeah. I even said that, too. Chance he was coming up hurt after that. Yeah. I, I even know. said that, too. I said, has anybody checked on Judge recently? Because he ran pretty hard there. And that's, it's not even like with other players, you would think, oh, like he got hit by joke. a pitch or he came up. Funny on that ball. It's like, no, he just ran, and somebody should check on him. That's that's, that's where I'm at. That's, I literally said that today. We were watching the game, and he was he was booking it. So clearly he's fine, at, right? He didn't do that grimace thing where he usually does when he you know gets oh, a single a on bit, first. Though. He did today. He did a little he, bit. He does that all the time, though, and maybe that's because he is always you know feeling not great. And I, I truly believe that – he has never he doesn't know what it's like to feel 100% healthy. Like he, he I agree with when that. he when he okay. plays and he's in the lineup, he's technically healthy. But even Boone, we haven't even talked about this yet when Boone said, "I don't know how to answer Marley Rivera's question. Is he injured?" So it's like, oh, it's a good question. I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> it's he pretty laughed. it's a pretty black That's and white. It's such wh- like a layup a yes and no question. And I don't know if it was about the COVID shot, which, I mean, the Geo thing, he just got it. He was out, and it was a bigger deal when Judge is out. So if that's the case, whatever. Yeah, but but the reason why it's a story is because of all the other things around it. So it's not – They also said it was general soreness on his left side. Like it wasn't like he was sick. Yeah. No, We're not going to talk more about that. that, but I'm just saying I really don't think he knows what it's like to be healthy. I don't know. I don't. No, yeah, I think he's just less hurt one day, and that's when you're in the lineup. You know, I feel – better than today than I did yesterday and that's a good sign. I don't know yeah. if he, he's ever felt healthy. If you're well, sore, you're done for you're done for 2 days instantly because if you're sore that means something's ripping soon and mm-hmm. we're going to shut that shit down quick. All right, let's well, stop so talking about that, the injury stuff. It's just sad. Down for a few days like actually worked because this is the first time ever that oh, somebody's agree. been mysteriously out of the lineup 
and then actually come back in the lineup within a few days rather than having an IL stint. So hopefully he was a little sore and sitting him out those two or three days actually helped. And he actually was playing because last time we recorded for our episode that released on Thursday, um, we were saying that he wouldn't even be in the lineup a week from like in a few days from now. So like yeah. a week and from I that. put that poll up too. And everybody was like, hell no, it was hell no. Will he be in the lineup? And, or yes. And it was like 90% hell no. And that was the vibe. And that wasn't just us and everybody th- knew he wasn't going to be in the lineup. And then he was. So I don't know, but to Whatever. end that conversation, cause we talk about injuries a lot on this Yankees program. Obviously we should, but let's stop talking about it. We're not doctors yet, but let's talk about the Clint situation. Cause I know we have a little, a note thing for putting down topics and Chandler just wrote down Clint a lot to unpack here. So why don't we, why don't you take the floor here, Chandler? I mean, the only reason I put Clint, cause there's a ton. I mean, he's benched, whatever, call it what you want. He was benched and it, read into it. Don't read into it. That's got, he's already struggling, which is a topic on its own. I think it was before today, which I don't, he didn't get on base today either. So, Oh yeah. Day one. He's below the line now. But before today, it was 13 straight plate appearances they hadn't reached base. <laughs> I saw it on the like broadcast the other day. And then Gardner comes in. He's been doing great. How does that affect him mentally after year after year after year of mm-hmm. him being benched for Gardner? I, that's That concerns me. That's my biggest concern of that whole thing is he's already a head case. How... How does that affect him going forward? Is he feeling like every at-bat he's got to hit a home run or he's fucked? Or is yeah. he going to be able to shake that off? No, he's not. Like, here's the thing. We, we talk about it all the time how he's a mental guy. If he's doing good, he does great. If he does bad, he does awful. And I was talking about before off-air, but he Who are you talking he about? has – you're the only person here. Yep. He <laughs> has the shortest <laughs> leash out of anyone in the Yankee lineup. Like I, it's just it's crazy because he has a hot start. He's hitting four hundred through three or four games, and then just takes a like really really deep dive, and now he's batting below one hundred probably. Sorry, below two hundred probably. But the thing that I don't like is he like when we ask Aaron Boone about why he's sitting again, we get misled. He says, "Oh, it's a lefty lefty righty situation." And this was a game where... Boone Translator. He yeah. sucked the past week. That's why he's sitting. Exactly. And, That's the answer. But that makes no sense because the the day he said that, the Rays had a bullpen day, and the starting pitcher was a lefty... Sorry, a righty, but he was only going to throw two innings. So how do you justify that? Great. Okay. He then, wouldn't have even thrown two innings if the first one wasn't perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then we go on to today, and the ninth inning comes up, and Boone takes... Clint Frazier out and pinch hits uh, Brett Gardner before the Rays, uh, the Blue Jays even decide on who's pitching next. So before even going into the situation, Clint's out of the game and now the Blue Jays bring in a lefty. Yeah, I mean, usually we were talking too. Usually when you pinch hit somebody, the pinch hit decision is a reaction to the pitcher that comes in. You don't pinch hit somebody while they're in the on-deck circle so that the bullpen guy can come out and pick which side you want to throw to. He was already – Gardner was in the on-deck circle, and he had pinch hit him in the on-deck circle. Okay, now you make the (laughs) the reliever decision to now, okay, I'm going to throw a lefty because you're throwing Gardner out there. So now you defeated the purpose of the lefty-righty switcheroo, whatever you want to do. And we mentioned it before about – or you mentioned it before about – 
the shortest leash on the Yankees. He has the shortest leash for a person who is named the starter of anybody that I've ever seen in baseball. He has, I mean, we, there's a high microscope and we always look at him and we hear the storylines and everything, but come on, he just got named the starter. You shouldn't have to look over your shoulder at old man Brett Gardner because old man Brett Gardner could have started today, but they put Talkman in center. So I don't understand this fixation to keep putting Clint down. I get it. He's going through a rough patch right now. He's batting Mendoza, but it's an early season. He was just as hot last week than he was this week. I just don't get why they keep putting him down. Now, they're, they're he is playing He is playing bad, and he is really taking a lot of pitches that I don't know why he's taking pitches down the middle. That is something that needs to be worked on by him, but the only way to work on that is by letting him play, not keep... <laughs> when, when you keep pulling him and you keep benching him after a bad week of baseball... Nobody would do well. Not even Acuna would do well if he knew that, hey, I'm going to put, maybe he would. He's really fucking good at baseball. But you know what I mean? No one would do well if they thought they were going to get benched if they did bad. Yeah. You got to give the guy confidence and you have to, you have to emit confidence into a player so that they can have confidence, especially a guy like Clint. Yeah. I mean, you know what helps a head red case. right now. I'm pissed. I know. You know what helps a head case? sticking with him through the rough patch. If you're going to fucking panic at the first sign of something, what does that do to him? That's what I'm saying. Like, if you really want to name him your starter and you really want to be all in on it, you have to understand that and stick with him. If he, I don't care if he's hitting 185, 20 or 30 games in this season. You got to stick with him. You can't pull him that fast after naming him the starter. I yeah. think you owe him. You owe him at least half a season. Not even. Yes, we, we owe him. So I don't think we really owe him anything, but. Here's I think if you name any person a starter, you owe them yeah, half a season. Yeah, I would, I would at say owe it. Yeah, I, just because he was named. Yes, I get that. But then don't name him. Yeah, exactly. But what I'm trying to say is like you're you're stunting his development throughout the season and his career too. Because now he's gonna go through, throughout this entire season thinking, "Oh shit! If I don't get on base, if I don't get a hit, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get benched tomorrow." And having that mentality, you can't you can't fathom that. It's like this is this guy's job and life and career and he needs to get on base and he's not doing it and i see it it's all mental literally because i can't tell you how many times and everybody was seeing it that he watched these juice balls go down the middle on a 0-2 count 1-2 count and he would just look right at it like that that that's a mental game right there you just watching pitches go by yeah and i don't want to be the narrative to be that we are just a clint frazier tree hugging podcast it's just that when you give it's a guy, true. I mean, we do like Clint Frazier. That's not a secret, but I'm just saying when you give a guy the starting job, you can't have this leash be this short. And that's that. I mean, yes, he is playing bad, but the only way to not play bad is to give him opportunity to play good. If he's the starter, if he's a role player and he splits time with Gardy, don't give him false hope. He, did you see him in opening day? The vibe with him for opening day to now is so much different. And the fact that he was that happy on opening day is because he got his, he's on the Yankees. Like, there's not many teams that I would like to be batting nine on. You know, look at all the guys we got on the team. Mm-hmm. He was saying that because he knew he had a job. Now it's like, hmm, you're doing it again. But I think it's, I think it's less about um, – well, here's the thing. I think it's more about the fact that he's the only guy in the lineup that this is happening to. If anyone else out there in the starting lineup was and under, he, under, he sees that too underperforming, not even underperforming, doing bad for three, four games, they would still be playing right now for anybody else. 
Hicks is batting Glaber's third. Still, Glaber's still playing. Hicks is still batting third when well, he's in the lineup, and he's hitting under a buck thirty. He's hitting one twenty nine, and he's still our three hole hitter. And he's making errors in the field too. And he's playing sloppy in center field, and he's still like nobody bats an eye. Hicks will be batting third every game for the rest of the season. It does not actually that might not be true. Well, he was supposed, supposed to bat six today. today. Yeah, yeah. Well, know, well yeah, they did mess up the order. Supposedly, I don't believe him. I don't believe it either. either. (laughs) But either way, like when it's hard enough to go out there every day and play effectively, but when you have that shadow of Brett Gardner over you, like you said, to the second you're not playing well, boom, it's Brett Gardner in there. It just Mm -hmm. makes it so much harder. It sucks too that it's Brett Gardner because I love Brett Gardner, and he's one of the probably only two or three people right now that doesn't look fucking miserable to be out there. He's one of the few people out there hustling out ground he's balls. Great. Making, he's playing amazing. And he actually looks happy to be there, which is the biggest thing. Yeah. And it, I don't want to shit on him, but I mean, it, it. at the end of the day, it hurts Clint tremendously by putting him out there. At least by putting him out there over him. No, I, 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 I was the, one of the biggest guardy, guardy, I don't know, I don't want to say haters, but in the eyes of in the eyes of Yankee land, I was a hater of guardy, but... I'll say he's playing amazing. I like seeing Guard, seeing Guardy in the lineup. I never, and I've always been. This has always been my take on Guardy. Is I don't want him to stunt the growth of Clint because he's clearly the outfielder going forward. It's kind of happening again. Clint knows it. He even says I listened to the Mike Stud podcast with with Clint, and he was talking about his development. And he's like, "Oh, when I got traded, I didn't want to go to the Yankees because from the Indians because I know what they do. They just buy the next shiny toy, and they don't do the grooming of the prospect thing." And they assured him it wasn't going to happen. And then he goes, kind of happened. <laughs> now it's kind of happening right, a little bit again. That? He said that. Yeah. Wow. I mean, his, I don't want to his, misquote, but he's not yeah. wrong. He's, he's, not, not, he's wrong. not wrong. Yeah. No, his Twitter bio still says Scranton Rail Riders. <laughs> it might, <laughs> it might still. It does. I looked at it yesterday. But no, let's, let's, play a little, let's play a little game it's re- about the lineup. So it, let's just, going forward, I know today... They said that Hicks could be in the six hole, whatever. Murph, what do you what would your your preferred lineup be going forward? Obviously with the with the pieces we, we have, not with Voight and people like that. No Voight. So I yeah, I tomorrow's know, I lineup. What do you want to see? Really write it down. Are you saying like like the batting order? Yeah. That's what I want to Obviously DJ. I still like Judge in the two hole. I wouldn't hate to see Glaber in the three, uh, and then Stanton in the four. And then as you go down, I wouldn't mind Gary in the five. I know that's a lot of righties in the in the order. And then Hicks at yeah, the six, care. which I'm assuming is what they maybe would have done today, uh, if all if Hicks had played. And then I mean, if Odor is in the lineup, I'd have him after Geo. So Geo what seven? And yeah. then Odor and then Clint. I still don't mind Clint hitting nine. Uh, you could switch him I, and Odor I like if you him wanted. But I th- I think yeah, it honestly takes a little bit off of him a little bit it takes a little pressure off him just a little bit i was i had a hunch that he was statistically better than a nine hole i was gonna bring it up today but turns out he's not <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure he's really good in like the cleanup role seven i think that was best. the best one yeah we looked that up not too long ago like before the season but yeah he, yeah he hits like over he hits like 350 in a seven hole all right, All so right, yeah, so I mean, in, seven have, in, that, in that case put him in the seven put geo in the eight and then put odor at the nine if if that's the case, then I'll go with that. Odor's been 
Barry Bonds with this team. Huh? And I, honestly, I don't, like, I'm not trying to overreact to that, but I did want to mention something about Odor. And before this game even happened, and he did have a hit, I believe, right, today? What did he yeah, do? Yeah, he, he broke up the no-hitter. Yeah, exactly. So I was saying before this game, how actually, all jokes aside, I put the memes up of Odor and his face, and he looks like a gremlin, not to shit on him, but like that was a little, all right, that was a little mean. But nothing about all that stuff. He could actually be so big for this team because, and I was saying to Damon before, if Odor even adequately fills that that spot in the lineup, wherever that may be, if it's seven or nine, wherever it is, Murph, if he even adequately performs there, that keeps Jay Bruce out of the lineup, and he oh, he only needs to fill the spot until Voight gets back. And Voight, I think, I don't have an injury update, Chandler, if you want to look that up for us, if he's what the timeline is on Voight, if there is anything, but I don't Last think it's I that. Was May. May? Yeah. That's, that's not that long. April, May. That's next month. Well, I'm kind of <laughs> so, worried. Not worried, but I think it'd be kind of cool. It'd be a good problem to have if he produces. You know, this guy was a damn good baseball player for a he's while. He's 30 bombs Texas. before. That's what I'm saying. Times. If he, and that's without Yankee Stadium. Short so, points, I mean, yeah. just if he comes in, and I mean, I'm not expecting him to go full prime Texas, but he's only 27. What if he comes in and he's just really good and he's vying for playing time? I, that's a good problem to have. If he, I don't think it's totally impossible that he's a very important role player down the stretch on this team. Yeah, I mean Texas didn't give him twenty-seven million for nothing. I no, mean, well, he was young enough to give him that, and he's basically the better version of what we were shooting for when we signed Bruce and Dietrich, and that's yeah. that lefty batter that they're trying to scrape is too. what they used to be out of him and i mean i don't know yeah like you said he's not gonna be a huge home run guy but Could we're be. super right. lucky right now that dj he's good play defensively too because, he's a gold glove finalist yeah he is oh, yeah to. he is good defensively is but he? like so if dj yeah. can't play first then we don't really have a spot for a door but now that dj can slide to first mm-hmm. until void comes back you can avoid putting bruce in the lineup if if he's really that bad especially defensively. I'll tell you have, what's nice you're not is, seeing a, a lot. is seeing a ball picked at first base. A scoop at first yeah, again it. is nice. That's like, what I'm more like happy position. about. <laughs> yeah, I'm more happy about that because we don't have an out-of-position player. Murph, MLB The Show is coming out in a couple of days. How hard is it to – how much does the defense go down in an out-of-position player? It's like 20, you got to say that again. I cut out for a second. And MLB The Show, which is coming out soon, we'll have, a, we'll have a ton of content there. We'll do a little tournament again. But with that, if you put somebody out of position – they ain't going to field it. And that's kind of how it felt wow. with Jay Bruce. So that's at least I have – that was a, a recipe for disaster, and I felt it in my heart. The worst scenario ever is a ground ball hit to Glaber Torres, then he throws it to Jay Bruce. And that obviously was a recipe for you know the walk-off loss we had. And that's kind of the more likely scenario to happen there. So at least we have Glaber who hopefully gets better defensively. But if we can at least have somebody who can receive the ball there – then we may have a little bit better of odds of making the play there. And I'm happy that DJ can be that guy. DJ can slide to first. And then Odor, who you said, I didn't even know that he was a gold glove finalist. I don't know when that was, but if even if 2018. he did it once, he could do it. He's at least an adequate defender again. So it's better than a Jay Bruce situation. So that's what we were He's talking about attack. before, too, that he replaces not the second baseman in that sense because the second baseman slides. He replaces Jay Bruce. And I'll take... The upside of Odor, who's actually—I know Bruce has done it, but he's Bruce is out of position now. So it's a guy 
comfortable in his position, which is the biggest thing for me. He's also past his prime. He's old. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, I like the biggest thing I've been preaching too is not making a already bad fielding team uncomfortable because they're out of position or in a secondary position. That's why we talked about, you know, Geo sliding to shortstop, and I was nixing that because I don't want him to be out of position or even remotely. He may be able to do it, but I'd rather have him in uh, in the best spot he could play his position and not have a bunch of a- average defenders thrown around because I do think this is like, honestly one of the worst fielding teams I've seen in a while, at least right now. I hope it isn't that way. There are a lot of good defenders on this team, judge in right field if he's out there, Hicks usually in center field. Clint was a DJ. finalist, whatever he's going to do out there, or Gardner roaming around, DJ LeMayhew. You know, we got good defenders around, Gio, like I said, but the bad ones look bad. And if, if we can minimize those bad ones, that's what I'm here for. And, and even when Voight inevitably, inevitably comes back, I'm inevitable. He's going to be. <laughs> He's going to be big uh, on the Marvel grind. Yeah, just, I just snapped for those. Oh, for those I didn't even realize yeah. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's going to be huge moving on because we've seen it before how we do not have the depth in the middle infield. And being able to have him as an asset there and be able to move, move him around the, the lineup with that and then also having DJ being able to play first, that's going to be huge. Because even when Voight comes back, I'm sure he's going to be limited. I'm sure he's going to have plenty of off days. We're going to want to save these guys for the playoffs. And Voight, you know, he does get injured. He has some wear and tear. So just that's just a huge part of him just being able to plug and play in situations that were not as deep as an outfield position, for instance. I just thought about this, and it might be a bit of a hot take, but it kind of just came to me. I think Voight is kind of the X factor for this season going forward. This team desperately needs a spark. Somebody with some life. That's a guy that fucking likes to be there. He's just a fun guy, man. I think if he comes in and he's playing remotely well and everybody kind of rallies around that, we could see a lot of improvement in this team. I feel like the offense will kind of go with that and they'll just kind of feed off each other rather than just fucking lazy at bats, selfish at bats, just time after time after time after time. It's so fucking frustrating to watch. My God, but it's Murphy's I, I think favorite that, thing. What's he's that? a big. He's a big locker room guy. Murph. Murph was questioning <laughs> why I was pointing to him, but that's why he's. He is the. He is a, a spark in more ways than one. In as a player, but also as a person to be around. And he's always been he's, that since he came up to the Yankees. And he did. We were like, oh, what's that? What's that guy with that that hop after he hits? What's he doing? He's he looks got like, the Sosa hop. He looks like Sammy Sosa out there. Is that? Is that cool or is that weird? And then he just kept doing it, and he kept being that just electric guy who just fun to be around and bopping with the boys. And I think that's what we got to do. We got to Odor. This is the plan going forward for all of Yankee fans and all of the Yankees if they're listening. Odor, you hold that position, hold it down, hold the door, hold the door until Voight gets back, and then we're back in business. I think we could still win games. Until then, I think we will. I mean, we are coming off a two-game win streak, so we're streaking. Wish I had that sound queued up. Oh, We're streaking time. through the quad. Everybody oh, come with me. You got to get the hold the door sound queued up there. That's what I was thinking. We're going to be saying that a lot. So Yeah. You gotta if you guys are listening and you have good sounds that we should the, put in there, I'll throw it on the soundboard. If you played that sound there, that would have been a 10 out of 10, which is pretty hard to come by. 
But I did say it, so you can give me the 10 out of 10. I said I would have done I'll it give, there. No, I'll give you the 10 out of 10. Yeah, it's all about it timing, been, though. It's all about timing. I'll give you the 9 out of 10 because it wasn't queued up, but I, it would have right. been a 10 out of 10. The thought was a 10. Execution but, zero. Like I'm saying, that's the way That's the way out of this seemingly low point, but it, I mean, way early. And not we're not 0-10. I'm just saying, Okay. in terms can of I... the energy on the team, that's that, that's what I'm looking towards, and I think... We could also turn it around tomorrow and put up a 15 spot, which that's what that's the one I wanted to talk about. And I talked about this with Damon, too. I'm not used to putting up three runs uh, it's against guys like Robbie Ray, who grunt every time he throws a 92 mile per hour fastball, which pissed me off, by the way. I'm used to football <laughs> scores and us also giving up like eight. And then we, we duke out <laughs> like uh, a Minnesota Twins game with the Hicks catch. And that's what I'm used to. Where? When can we get that back? Because that's what I want. Yeah, it's a complete reverse of what we were expecting, definitely. But also, I think we're kind of underappreciating the fact that we kind of scraped out these last two wins. Because if we're going into the rest of the series with the Rays and we're three and seven compared to five and five, obviously it doesn't seem like a lot. But like morale wise, if we are three and seven and say we drop those last two games, which we easily could have, we're having a way different conversation. And it's a low point. It's a low point, but it's not. It's kind of it's a low point, but it's not panic mode. This team's going to oh, win a lot of close. Ga- no, no, no. Well, let me finish. <laughs> it's not. This team's going to win a lot of games. This team's going to make the playoffs. Knock on wood, barring something crazy. This team's going to make the playoffs. It's what they do from there. It's the same shit every year. And so far, they haven't showed me anything to prove that this team's different. That is the worry. They yeah. haven't shown me a ounce of changing, and that scares me because clearly it doesn't fucking work. Well, what what were your what were your thoughts about the selfishness you were talking about? I mean, it's there's there's a couple people on this team that look like they don't want to hit a home run every at bat, and it's just it, the it, look at the double plays. We're tied for the most double plays in fucking the majors. Eleven. I said that too, and I I, I tweeted it, and I asked. This we have to be leading the league, and then every and then Michael K immediately says, and that is now tied for the league lead with eleven double plays. Like what? Who's it? Who are we tied with? The Padres. I haven't been watching a lot of Padres baseball yeah, since Tatis. No, I'm out, surprised. But. I'm. Sur- I would have guessed that we were like three or four double plays ahead of the next team. Like it's it so just I, but feels I mean, like, well, us it, two are probably, probably magnify because it's usually in pretty. We've it's been in a lot huge of close spots. Games. It's yeah, like that's every time at the bases loaded. It's shit like that. Bases loaded. Nobody out or one out. Somebody comes up and they're trying to hit a fucking five run home run with the bases loaded. When all you have to do is hit a fly ball or all you have to do is just put, put it, it in play. play. Literally just hit put it. Put it in play. And hit they're trying anywhere. to hit a fucking home run and they're striking out or hitting into double plays. There's two people on this team right now that aren't being selfish fucking hit three if you want to count judge. But even he has had his. He's hit into a couple. He's hit into a couple. But right now, Gardner and DJ. And I don't think D- DJ's kind of struggled lately, which is a I'm not worried about it. But I think that's more of just a timing issue. But as far as the selfishness goes, everybody else, eh, Geo lately. But you know, everybody as far as the whole team goes, it's just fucking selfish the way that they're taking at bats. It's tough. I don't know. I actually am gonna kind of go against that because I don't know if selfish is the right word. I think they're just playing the game the way that they've they're accustomed to playing it. I mean, they're which is a judged. selfish way of playing. Every I ball shouldn't be a home run. 
Right, but that's how the Yankees have made a living for the last couple of years. And you're right, it hasn't gotten us to a World Series, so maybe there's something to change there. But small I ball. Mean, this, yeah, the, we don't, we're not really fit for the small ball, and it's it's kind of showing, I guess, in the way that the double today. players are going. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's 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 a difference between being um, fit for small ball and just not executing on any situation that we're given. Like that yeah. to a, to a point, that's fine. But when we start to not execute bases loaded with nobody out eight nine times in a row, then it starts to become like what the fuck is going on? Like we can justify it a little bit. Like, oh, we're home run hitters. Oh, we're waiting for the long ball. But when it starts to become that many times in a row, there's no just no, there's no nothing to justify anymore because we're not doing anything. If we hit one grand slam out of those eight times, yeah, uh, uh, Stan did it once. But then we had eight more times after that. Like that that can't be a a the justification of why we can't execute situations like that. Literally just hit it anywhere besides a ground ball at the shortstop or second baseman. Yeah, when the double plays were happening, I actually I I began to laugh. And and then another one happened right after that the next inning. And it's just actually getting laughable that and this this won't continue, I hope. And I'm not upset about it because you know, you're putting the ball on the ground, and that – I mean, we're just getting unlucky. This isn't a uh, Yankees are bad situation. But that's situation. not what you want to do with the bases loaded. Your whole point with a guy on third is to put the ball in the air in less than two outs. I guess. That is yeah. something to be frustrated about. A little bit. Like, there's always something – there's always an, there's always a route to take and be frustrated about something. Well, this no, I'm just frustrated with it because there's so many – there's so many – this team is good enough to do it. They just don't – like. It. it just looks like they're like <laughs> not focused or something. I don't fucking know. I don't know what it is, but that's not gonna win important games. You can do that against the Orioles, and you can win seven to two because fucking who knows? This guy that just got done pitching his last high school games out there, trying to pitch against the Yankees in his first ever major league game, he's gonna give up a fucking dick shot to center field that's seven hundred feet. That's not gonna work against the Astros. That's not gonna work against the fucking Dodgers. That's not going to work for them. It's not going to cut it. Like You've you have mentioned to learn that. how to play the fundamentals of baseball. It's fundamental baseball. It's nothing crazy. You have to play the fundamentals and then you can do the other shit. You can hit the home runs and stuff like that, but you're never going to make it far enough to get to that if you yeah. don't I mean, do it's the funny, fundamental shit. It's funny you mentioned that. Can we play a team that's not the team we've played for the last year. We played in division in a few games against the NL East last year, and we still haven't played a team outside of our division yet. I'd like to play somebody else. You mentioned like the Dodgers and other teams like that. Maybe that's what we need. Maybe we're just stagnant because we're playing against the same old shit every fucking time. Maybe if we, you know, get matched up against a cool team and you're excited that you're going to to LA to play Mike Trout and you see new people and it's not, yeah, maybe that's what we need. When's the next series? Because we're playing the Rays after this. Who are we, we play playing the after Braves the Rays? Next week, who we did play also last year, the same amount as who? the rest of the, the Braves, but we played That's them last fun, year. Though. The same amount I, again, the yeah. Who, when do we play somebody the out of the East? After that, the April 22nd, we play the Cleveland Indians. It's still the East. Then we play the Can we talk about the Blue no, Jays Stadium that they're playing in? How can you get excited Sorry. for that? They're playing at a high school right now, basically. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, I mean, they had to put up lights. What are you gonna do? It's tough times, you know. We're I mean, I get, baseball. I get it. I'm just, I, 
I know. I I know it's tough times and they're making the best of their situation. I'm just, you know, going off of what Rella was saying. No, but being at that oh, stadium, they were playing. You could hear everything that one guy was screaming. Did you hear him? It was so funny. Oh, yeah. K was, Michael K was laughing at it too. He's like, this guy, he's got leather. He's got a leather lungs or whatever he, whatever he said is because he can just <laughs> keep it going forever and ever. He kept, he was, you could tell he was a Yankee fan, obviously, because he kept saying, he was like, oh, let's go, Garrett. Let's go, Aaron, everybody else like that. And then whenever Robbie Ray or somebody else did something, he's like, you suck, you jackass. <laughs> this is very funny. We heard that all the time, and those grunts were really annoying. Hey, fucking well, Serena Williams out there on the mound. <laughs> I was just kind of, I don't know, racking the brain and trying to spin this whole offensive slump thing. What was that? Don't hurt yourself racking your brain. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just saying – I think it's a lot better that the offense is not doing well as opposed to the pitching because yeah, true pitching is proving what they can do. And we already know what we're capable of offensively if everybody's healthy. So the difference between this year and the previous years where we've been losing in the playoffs is that if the pitching's pitching like it is now and the bats are where we know they can be, that's a very dangerous team in the playoffs where I, oh yeah. in previous years, you know, the pitching has been a huge question mark. And this year, especially the bullpen has looked really, really good. So now we know what they can do. I mean, we've only, we haven't played, you know, the Dodgers and the Padres and the, even the tougher teams in the AL, but still they've looked really, really good. So, you know, I mean, it's a good, that's good. The pitching has been awesome, but I just, and I I know I'm kind of nitpicking and it's a good problem to have when you're five and five and upset. And I know I sound like a spoiled dick, but it's the long term that scares me because nothing has changed offensively. And look at the series against the Rays, the DS last year. It wasn't pitching. The pitching was great. You got Montgomery out there fucking looking like Cy Young. Garrett Cole, obviously. It was the hitting that failed us, and it was shit like this. It's the situational stuff, and that's what scares me. It's early on. I hope they can turn around. Like I said, the thing I think they need most is something—a spark, a Luke yeah. Voigt, or yeah. maybe a midseason trade. Whatever it may be, this team needs some kind of spark, one guy to flip what this lineup's about. Murph, I think what you said about the good problem to have with the Yankees having the good pitching and the offense is something that we have in the tank, and it's just not panning out. Is the reason why I don't know if you've seen the power rankings recently, but we're still third, and that's. Yeah. Before the past two wins, I think. I don't know if it included yesterday's win, but it it's it's something that obviously it's early, number one. And number two, they, they're seeing something that they didn't think we had and we're doing very well, aside from a few blips and one guy who got sent down, <laughs> Domingo. But aside from – it's just a new another tool or a strength that the people from the outside looking in, and us as well. We didn't think this was going to be that as good as it is, and we hope it continues – but I think that's why we're in third for sure. We didn't. I, I thought we'd be lower than that after such a slow start that we've had so far. And it's nice to see that we have, still have respect on the national. I don't know who made that. Was that MLB.com? MLB.com. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna, we, I looked at the Bleacher Report one, which 
you know, whatever. But just that, inverse it, and that's what it is. Exactly. We were like 16th. It was like, come on, man. No I mean, way. That's, that was it. Was last week too? Like, yeah, they probably did yeah. it based on just overall record. That's not what power they rankings did. are. It, no, they did. It was like it was their power rankings, but it was like anybody that started off bad, they just fucking shot them down. Like the Orioles are the third best team. It was like, all right, guys, I get what you're doing here. Like, what have you done? For no, it was like yeah. I get the whole like, what have you done for me lately thing. But we're we're six games into the season. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't mean they're the best team ever. Well, I, well, mean, no, that, at, I don't at know what our... point at this point in the season. It's like you you can't read it. You can't read too deeply into the, like the teams that are not supposed to be doing well but are doing well because you can't. You know, it's like they're not they're doing well because it's early in the season. They can't really sustain that. So sometimes that goes in the rankings as well. But either way, I think we were a little, we were a little too high on that. We get, we got a little too much love for that one. No, there's some teams. Yeah, look yeah, at, we're look not at all the good, good teams. The good teams aren't doing unbelievable. Look at the Braves. The Braves have been losing games, and they're they were a, a game away from the World Series last year. So the good teams aren't necessarily doing amazing because it is early. So it is what it is. I mean, we're fine. I'm not upset about it. Oh we're, yeah, we're fine. I think it's just it's the execution of these situations. I think that Merv, I 100, I 100 agree with you that you know. Um, like I'd rather the the pitching be doing better right now because hitting you can you can get out of a slump so much easier hitting. It's like pitching you either have it or you don't have it for the time being, and that comes like I think that comes like seasonally. So it's easier to get out of a hitting streak, and hopefully everyone comes out of the hitting streak at once. That'd be cool. Um, sorry, the hitting slump, but yeah, I mean. Not worried at, at all. We're still, you know, ten games. I'm not in. worried. Like I said, I'm not worried about the hitting as far as putting up runs. I know they can put up runs. I'm not worried. Like three is not going to be our cap for the season. It's just, what are you going to do when it matters most? Are you going to come out there? What's more sustainable is the basic fundamental hitting or the exploding for five home runs in a game? That's that's what I'm. That's, that's all a, I mean by that. A fun stat. A fun thing I saw on Twitter, just to bring make it a little more happy, because we seem sad again. We're on two game win streak, yeah, so the judge thing. You go first. The fun thing that I the fun thing that I saw on Twitter, uh, playoff Tanaka. He tweeted. He's a fun account too, Gabe. Yeah, uh, the last time Judge hit third, because I asked a question before about has Judge ever hit second, had not hit second in his career. Obviously, I know there's a few times before he was like judge he was you know judges chambers and everything which is like two weeks after he got called up anyway but before he was the name he was obviously shuffled around but he rarely ever and we've talked about this before too about moving him out of the two because we don't he'd be better in other spots but they're for whatever reason glued to him in the two spot i cemented there so i asked the question the last time judge hit third which is what he did today the yankees lineup was hicks ellsbury judge Didi. Starlin Castro, Greg Bird, Chase Headley, Todd Frazier, Romine, and Tanaka was on the mound. I thought that was funny. And that was I, I, it, this brings me to the that that was funny, but the conversation that I wanted to have about that is, and we've had this before, we don't need to cement Judge in the two. I know they love it, and I think today was a one-off because whatever happened with Hicks not playing and then the whole, you know, he was gonna bat six. We don't know what the actual construction would have been, but I don't know why he's so cemented in the three. I mean, we, there are so many better ways we can mix this lineup around, and obviously our input doesn't matter at all, and he's probably going to be the two for the 90% of the games that he's playing. So 
don't know. I thought that was fun though. Yeah, I feel Ellsbury, like Bird. That's that's Headley. Blast from the past. Yeah, Headley. But I feel like now is the time to play around with that lineup. Like, why why not switch it around? What's the big deal? You have seven guys who are identical hitters, and then you have two other guys that can be moved, like, that are, you know, the contact or whatever, switch hitting, lefties, whatever you may call it. Everyone else, I feel like, is pretty interchangeable, so why not play around with it and see what's working and not working? And I feel like he was doing that a little bit today, but knowing Boone, he's going to go back to his old ways tomorrow because he's going to think, oh, it didn't work. Right, the only person to hit is Hickey, so it didn't work for one game. Let me go back on my decision, go back on my hunch, and just go back to what I think is is best. Not let's play around with moving people up and down the lineup. And See, I, I want to move people around too right now when everybody's slumping because who knows what it takes that one little thing to click somebody back on, you yeah. know. So that's just kind of what I wanted to add to what you were saying. But carry on. I just think that he's making decisions way too quickly off of no information, but not playing around and testing things so much. And what I, what I mean what I mean by that is take Clint, for example. I don't want to talk about Clint a lot, but take him, for example. He had three good games hitting on the nine hole, and the next day he's batting sixth, right? And then it just doesn't make any sense. And then he's playing around the lineup with people who are doing bad. So I, I just don't get the – I don't get it. I don't get what he's doing. And I don't his, get it. I don't get it. I wish I could get it. But he's making moves, which I like, but the moves don't make any sense. I don't get it, Boone. If you're listening. Like, that wasn't the uh, fun tweet that I had, but I will read the <laughs> one that I had. I want to hear your fun uh, tweet. I was hoping it was different because we have two fun yeah, tweets. No, I was too. I was too. Um, so Kyle Higashioka is the first catcher in MLB history to have three multi-homer games in his first dozen career home runs. What? And he had that three homer game last year so he has three multi-homer games and he only has 12 career home runs i mean that that was kind of how that was kind of how he cracked into the league too the first day remember kyle gashioka i think it was the first game was that that was his call up because he was on the in the the organization for 13 years so i don't know if that was the in the first in the last two years i think i think it was might have been 2018 19 or 20 he came up and he hit like three home runs that day. And it was the, that was the running joke is no, that was his call up because it was his first three hits ever in the bigs. And all three of them were home runs. So, I mean, more than half of his home runs have come from multi home run games. Still cool. Uh, Assuming that he only has 12 because the first one tonight could have been his 12th. Oh no, no, it couldn't have been. I love that. He still sprints to first. Cause it's like everyone surprises him. Every single one, he has the same like bat throw, whether it's a pop up single, whatever. Yeah, everyone. He's just he's him. it's like dead sprint, like halfway to first, and he's like, oh shit! Like the one today, the second one, he hit off the f- top of the fucking scoreboard. He was dead sprint all the way to first. Like, oh wait, I just hit that six hundred feet. I can, I can, <laughs> I can back it down a little bit now. He's got some Makes pop, dude. He does. That's oh, what they were talking about on the broadcast. They're like, yeah, that's uh, all throughout the minors. He hit for power. Like, never would have guessed that. Did he? But I'm all for it. That's what yeah, they said. I don't know how yeah. true that is. I was just but... slugging in the minors. He's all right. I don't know. But you know what else surprised me? Uh, I was listening to the Blue Jays broadcast today because the streaming website that I was watching the game on didn't have the yes stream for some reason. And um, they were saying that Chapman is third in saves among active um, relief pitchers. 
I was surprised that Wait, it was. Can we third. guess? Can we guess who the other ones so are? You, I wanted. I wanted to see if you guys would guess Kimbrel. who the other two are. Kimbrel's so Kimbrel was one, one of them. That's a little less surprising. Yeah. The other was, one was a little obvious. more surprising. I mean, Kimbrel, he's a great reliever. Uh, Kimbrel. The other guy's still good. He's not like some somebody that was Greg super- Holland. No. Is it Damn. no? Yeah, I was thinking of another name, but it's definitely not him. The other name I was thinking was Jansen, but Jan- Jansen is. It was Jansen. Really? Yep, it was Jansen. He has more saves than Chapman. Yeah. So Jansen. Why? And how? Kimbrough, I can't remember exactly how many they had. They had, both were in the three hundreds, and Chapman has like two seventy something. I mean, which yes, was Jansen really was surprising. sick, but he's been kind I mean, of shit for the. Last, he actually might lose the closer job right now. He. I think, yeah, but uh, I mean, yeah, he was he was dominant for like. Per, so was Chapman though. That's why I I, I thought well, I knew he'd be up there, but I didn't think he would be above Chapman by any means. That's why I, no, I, I, I retracted it before. I mean, I, yeah, Kimbrel, I was like, okay, and then Jansen yeah. surprised. I have Higgy's minor league slugging right here for you. Four seventeen is Kyle Higashioka. Twelve seasons in the minors slugging. Sl- slugging. <laughs> yeah, he's Higgy. like a. Oh, I can't remember his name. Bull Durham, the the vet, like the the career minor leaguer. <laughs> that's not as that's not as good as I was hoping it would be. I, I was hoping it was no. like it was up as like seven hundred slugging. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, just something ridiculous like Mike Ford minor league stats. Was, I was, that's what I was hoping. Can we he topped out at twenty one. He topped out at he topped out at twenty one home runs in uh, high A. Twenty one in a season. Yeah. It's pretty good. That ain't it's bad. bad. It's a short bad. season, right? Short or high A's got a shorter season than one sixty two. I love the Mike. Yeah. Damon's pulling up the Mike Ford yeah. minor league stats. He beat oh, he up on five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was the minor league killer. He was just he, but he just. I wish he. That's why I was so high on him. And that horrible take I had back in the day when uh, I said Mike Ford would take Luke Voigt's job. This is before anything that he Voigt has kind of done, and. Because that's just because he has the pure hitter vibe, and he's clearly beat up on people in the past, and he just did not translate whatsoever in the majors. But yeah. what are his minor stats? I mean, they weren't as good as we're hoping, but um, really? <laughs> I mean, why, why in, did we in Triple A? He batted two seventy four, OBP three sixty four, slugged to five fourteen, OPS was eight eight seventy eight. That's that's pretty good. Maybe it was just the I, I time that he was getting like called up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I at one point he was batting five hundred in the minors. Like, he also had something five hundred something nine something like yeah, but it was also over like three seasons. So I guess it averages out. So maybe that year they got called up. Yeah, is maybe what it was the year before he got called up. That's probably what it was. And he was just batting five ninety or something. And it's like, oh, we hey, we have to bring this guy up. And then he just didn't do it. It was. Yeah, it looks like in. I remember um, being excited that he got called up. I, like, I think it was in like guy. <laughs> oh, that's not right. Yeah, I was big on Ford too when he first came up. But how big do you five. think the uh, way off topic? How big do you think the Yankees Rays rivalry is going to get this year? Now that Meadows got fucking domed. Twice? Actually, it's fun. It's it's cool that you brought that up. I know we probably dropped off a lot of people and whoever made it to the end here. We started just talking about Mike Ford's life, but uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to bring that up. I heard this on. I think it was ESPN or something. Whatever somebody was talking about it, and they were talking about the rivalry. And we've talked about this before: the rivalry between the Rays versus the Red Sox rivalry. And I think it is alive and well. I, I mean, I, honestly, me personally, I like a lot of the Red Sox. I don't really hate them. I hate the Rays. That that's very yeah. near. That's very nearsighted of me. And it's just the past couple of years. 
but I truly don't like Devers. How do you, do you really hate Devers? A lot of no, the team's like gone. Devers. So, I mean, Verdugo looks like a piece of shit. I don't really like him, but Ben and was I hated the most, and he's gone. Now. I, I really like Ben and Yeah, he didn't. Oh, really, I hated him. He didn't do anything I that really him. made me mad. Yeah, he's a good. I he was just hate, and that's why. I, I hate the Rays. I hate Kevin Cash. He's such a yeah. whiny bitch. I'm so tired of hearing about, like, Jordan Montgomery's in the fr- Chapman, if you want to get upset about that, okay. Jordan Montgomery, who's thrown 46 balls in the first inning, being like, he fucking threw it our guy. Shut the fuck up. Shut you think that up. was on no, purpose? I hope he did, no. throw. You don't think so? It's not on no, I don't think so. I either. hope it was on purpose. I mean, dude, I he, Montgomery he w- either woke up and he was acting like wild thing, or he woke up and chose violence. And there's no in between because he, I think, I don't, I was asking Damon too. It's like I feel like it could have been on purpose. The second one, no, and ov- and obviously the umpires no knew, huh? I don't think the first one was either. Well, there's no way. I have no problem with that. Hit I him. just didn't see. I don't. I a lot of me says that it wasn't on purpose because it's Jordan Montgomery and he's. You know, he clearly didn't have it either, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The whole game was a struggle for him. Well, not, well but if we you're picking also, somebody to throw at somebody, it's not Jordan Montgomery. Exactly. It's also like I feel like he doesn't talk to these guys ever. He doesn't have any, any Chapman bad out of there. Chapman, also, Chapman's a, yeah. a mean guy, it seems. Also, you're maybe not gonna nice, hurt anybody. But... You're gonna. It's gonna be. You know. It's also, not... if you're doing it, I don't think Montgomery's got the like. He's not Rocky Balboa, so I don't know what, if he's got that confidence. He's got the to... height, but that's it. Look, here's the thing, though. Reach. Here's the thing. I don't think we deserve to be throwing at people. Like, it's sh- there should be some back and forth of beating each other. No, we're being smoked. We're getting smoked. And yeah, it's one thing if if there's competition. They've been they fucking us up us. to the point where what? It, honestly, if I'm the Rays in that instance, I'm laughing at you. If if that yeah. if that did have intent, what are you doing? Yeah, that's something you do when maybe you're, you're up or whatever it may be. But if you're, if we're beaten, that I said that too to you also. We just gotta stop talking because we, we say have, things we too many no things choice. that are off the air. But it's one thing, like yes, the Yankees would beat them in a brawl, right? Obviously, but they are taking care of business on the field, and that is the biggest stain to us and the biggest you know last laugh type thing because they are literally just dominating us in every facet of just baseball between the, between those two white chalk lines, they kill us. And then we come out and we throw at them and it's only, that's exactly full circle of kind of what's going on and why they laugh at us is because you're getting so frustrated that we're so much better than you the past two years that you're going to throw at us. And that's kind of what's happening. Yep. Yeah. You're kind of right. Like my mentality originally was like, you know, screw them. Like, Maybe the maybe a brawl is like the spark we need or whatever, but I think maybe it is uh, because we can't we can't create a spark. Like, oh, how pathetic of the Rays yeah. to throw it up after we yeah. the Yankees, yeah. But we can't afford to lose a brawl. That Have would, you ever listened to us? Imagine we lost a brawl. That would just kick us while we're down. Nobody bad. wins a brawl. No, nobody. Yeah, people people yeah. rarely land punches, but. I disagree. The one where Johnny Cueto was up against the bricks, fucking spiking people with his cleats. <laughs> he, he won that brawl. <laughs> he won that brawl. He was I mean, on the netting, just giving. It used to be like, who, like the the last one I'm thinking of, where it was like, oh, he won or he lost, was when Tyler Austin charged Joe Kelly, and like we were arguing tooth and nail. He still Red missed Sox. every punch. Yeah, because, yeah, he like he missed the punch. He he was in the headlock, but he got pulled off. Whatever, like that. Was, Bryce Harper, Hunter Strickland missed every punch. Yeah, also. Bryce Harper lost that one. Threw, he, when he threw the helmet, he just 
threw at nobody. UCL trying to throw that helmet. Yeah. It just fucking tied on him. That that run from from the batter's box to the pitcher, no one I feel like that is one of the most difficult things to do in sports, other than hit a, like hit a curveball, all that stuff. That because the <laughs> adrenaline that's running through you, you gotta. I mean, boxing, calculated sport. You got no calculations. You're running out there like this, and it's just. I I feel like the odds, if you were to put Vegas odds on it, of the likelihood to land that punch is probably you go for plus the plus a million. That's not happening. You gotta go for the takedown. You should not be getting in any Donnie Brooks though, because we're going to start getting hurt. Like judge is going to go grab somebody by the back of the collar. And what'd like, you call it? Yeah. A Donnie bro. Probably a hockey reference or some bullshit. Right. It's not, it's not hockey, like a benches brawl. It's called Donnie bro. I thought it was some like legendary hockey player. That was like, a, a I mean, yeah, it, like kind of so could have been so it still can be. I yeah. think, I think he maybe just be missing uh, that's, out. That's the word, of the, or word of the day. Then is Donnie bro. But so it's just like a, you know, to like a, when the whole team is included in a fight, I, I get what yeah. I get the context. Like I, knew, I never knew where you were going with that. I just never have heard the term. Did you to use it in a sentence? No. If you could, I feel like you did already just now. <laughs> no, I, I did. But yeah, somebody would get hurt. So I'm honestly just looking past this series against the Blue Jays. I mean, they, they shouldn't be, and they shouldn't be also. But I, I think that's kind of how I'm looking at the schedule from here on out. It's like, when do we play the Rays again? And that is kind of all telling of how we feel about the current rivalry situation. Like they're clearly the rivals. When I mark my calendars, the games that I want to go to, I actually bought tickets to go to two games against the upcoming Rays series. And I'm not marking my calendar for Red Sox games. Unless I'm just going with my, with Matt, our friend who's a Red Sox fan. I know, but is that going to last? JD Martinez is very good at baseball and that's, that's he's back and it's nice to see him rebounding because of my fantasy team. But it's when I mark my calendar to go to high intensity, games it's it's against the race and that i don't think there's any debate there i'm excited for the astros series the first that one too. back that's even that there's not as much direct hostility between players disagree like, no no, no. Disagree. it's, it's uh, yeah. more of like yeah you guys did a bad thing everybody hates you the Rays yankees is we i personally hate you i hate about the thing i hate about the Rays is that tyler glasnow is at the same time, my favorite player that's not on the Yankees and my least favorite player in baseball. Like, he's so good. And is I he? think he is I think yeah. he yeah, has a, the numbers are not good. winning Cy Young this year. I like yeah. he's very, very, very good. AL Cy is Young is very top heavy. The Yankees, I want to hit him in the face with a brick. Like, I, I don't know. It's it's I think I, he'd I, fuck I, you like, up, man. I've never had more of a like love-hate relationship. With a player on another team, ever. Is it because he has a six pack. Does he have a six pack? I don't he's know. like the most shredded Probably. person in the major leagues. He's a big motherfucker, dude. Yeah. He's like six eight. I saw Talk him talking. Guy. He was on some podcast, and I saw him him talking. Uh, and his brother's even bigger and stronger than he is. He's like an Olympic sprinter. Huh. Does that make you hate him more? No, we're really. gonna hate everyone who's no, like, athletically better than I, us. I'm watching him pitch. Like I'll watch a raise. I'll watch the Rays play the Orioles if Glasnow's on the mound because he absolutely deals. But when he goes and faces the Yankees, I all of a sudden don't like him at all. Tends I hate Kevin Cash. Looking at Kevin Cash make just like fills me with rage. Yeah, Kevin Cash. Willie, he's such a bitch. <laughs> all right, I think that's it from us. We're just <laughs> we're just talking about fun stuff at this point, which we can go all day with this stuff. But that's it from me. Unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about. 
I think we're good. No. Let's go beat the Blue Jays. I don't like Choi either. Okay. Can we show <laughs> some fucking no, no. life? Murph, can you write down a list of the people you don't like? And we'll make, we'll make a, a ranking of Murph's most hated players. Well, what was Arya's yeah. list called? Uh, I, will give you, I will give you a top list. 10 players. And she read them every... Do you read... Like Damon said, do you read... You like Arya read her list every night before she went to bed of the people she was going to kill. Do you read this list of players <laughs> that you don't like? Yeah, I got a dartboard with glass now with face on it. It's like from Billy Madison with the... And then you put, yeah, the, li- and then you put the lipstick on after too. All right. See you later, everybody. <laughs> All the guys at 161st Street, I just have two words for you. See ya. Uh-oh.